Hello and welcome to Architecture, Design and Photography. Today we are speaking with Rob Witten, the founding principal of Witten Architects in Portland, Maine. Witten founded Witten Architects in 1986 and has specialized in New England residential design since 1990. When he's not working with clients on the design of their homes, he enjoys sketching, gardening, sailing, hiking, and reading. Our interview today is sponsored by Maine Home Design. Don't miss Witten's design theory in, the, in an upcoming issue, the June issue of Maine Home Design, which, side note for me, Rob is one of the people who stands out to me in a huge way in the formation of my professional development over time. He's one of the first people I met with who I noticed when he looked at my portfolio, he could outline things that were in there that I had subconsciously captured and hadn't really been able to articulate. And he's a very much an inspiration to me of someone that I want to be more like in how I handle myself and conduct myself in the professional world and both professionally and creatively. He, he's an incredibly uh, valuable asset to Maine and to uh, setting an example for how others could conduct themselves and the talent uh, that you could develop within yourself. So I really appreciate uh, Rob coming in today. Give it up for Rob Witten. You are actually, you're one of the big holdouts that I, I've wanted to have in here most of all that have, that have not been hard to get in, but just... For some reason, I like in in my mind, I wanted to get you in here. I wanted to get Carol Wilson in here. Carol's sure. been a little standoffish for some reason, which is, you know, some people love to be in front of the camera and some people absolutely right. hate it. And right. to me, it's more so uh, an exposure of ideas of how a person got to where they are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm constantly looking for the people that I look up to that have inspired me. Oh, thank um, you. Thank you. And, well, that's not why I invited... No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, but thank you. That's now, nice. So the first time I remember meeting with you, I had brought my portfolio. Yeah. And, and I had an in because I kind of knew Russ. Yeah, absolutely. And so I was like, oh, Russ, they do incredible work. Russ is crazy talented. I, I yeah. bet you I could at least get in the door with my yeah, portfolio. Yeah, absolutely. So I feel like Russ kind of was like, yeah, let's, you know, come yeah, on, let's see. Yeah, yeah. And I remember you coming in and, and you, you like genuinely sat down and looked at what I had to offer as you were, you were critically approaching looking at, uh, at an artist's work in a way. Yeah. I, I understand I'm a commercial artist. I'm doing it for a purpose no, rather than an expression. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. And I remember you flipping through and you, you stopped at one image. It was a, uh, it was a dining room with a uh, painting of a marsh scene. And then you saw through to a larger kitchen, kitchen, which had in the background there another similar marsh scene painting in the background. Okay. It was a Nikki Bongiorno project that I'd yep. shot for her a little bit before then. And you, you noticed some things like, oh, I see you lined these up here and that's really good. And you started articulating uh -huh. why the image worked. And I knew ahead of time, Rob Witten's firm does incredible work. Yep. Rob's very talented. He, he somehow, he knows how to attract people with talent. I got through the door, I need, to be, I need to pay really close attention. And you started dissecting my work and pointing out all the areas of like, this is really done well, and this is done well. Like, and for me, it, it kind of, at one point, point it was like, uh, an instant of panic because I was like, I did not intentionally do that, but I consistently did it and yeah. you saw it. Yeah. Now the thing I think that was happening there is that when someone starts a creative process as a livelihood, yeah. they're doing a lot of things intrinsically that they can't quite articulate, but they feel and they translate into their work. That's right. why I think when you get someone with talent at the beginning of their career, you, you get a much better bargain as far as finances go. But the, the guarantee of deliverable being consistent is less. But if you see that potential in the DNA, yeah. as they progress, they hone in on what that thing is. And it was that moment for me where I realized Someone with talent is recognizing that consistently what I did here that I can't even explain what I right. did. Right. There was talent in there. Well, and that gave me this deep, deeper level of confidence that someone that I recognize as having a lot of talent sees something in my work that's you, you weren't my dad. You weren't my mom. You no. weren't my sister telling me, no, you're great. Is, you know, 
right. to see a professional the say family discount did not apply. Yeah, right. <laughs> you, you had no reason. You know, I got a chance because uh, Russ kind of knew me. Yeah, we're and, always looking though, Trent. I mean, the whole point is that you know we're always trying to find new resources, and you know, photographers. You, you, I'm always saying, oh, who did that? Who who took that? So I and sometimes it, it's the six point type on the upper right hand corner on its side sometimes sometimes it's right, right. up there bold and you you know you see it you want to note it and you go and then you're you're analytical about it as right. you're suggesting right. why did this work why did this catch my eye mm -hmm. why did this speak to me you know so uh, right seeing seeing you process that way yeah. was was inspirational at the time yeah and since then i've always wondered how is it that Rob Witten seems to have attracted the most talented people in the state through his firm at, at different times. Yeah. And there, what is, what is it that has enabled you to, uh, experience the trajectory of your professional career and to, at all times that I've interacted with you, you seemed very stable, uh, <laughs> a, a deep sense of meaning that drove you. Yeah. And, and, very unshakable in all the interactions that I've had with you. And I've watched you in interactions where normal people would have gotten a little stirred up or shaken up and you've been able to just, all right, well, the most Bill yeah. Clinton best, you know, kind of like, that's great. We're going to, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and uh, I, I'd like to know more about what causes your incredible sense of purpose, meaning, and balance in, in those professional situations. Right. Because right. you, you seem to have a real steady hand and a deep purpose and meaning to what you're doing. Well, I, I love what I do. Okay. So it's, it, that's genuine and, and it's a quest. It's mm. always like, it could be better. It could be better. It could be better. Um, mm. and, or what did I learn? What did I learn? Or what do I need to learn even better yet? Right. Um, so it's always a quest. And I think people, it's so funny because people come in with portfolios like you did and block an hour or half an hour out for that interview. And sometimes it's like a really long half hour because <laughs> five minutes in you go, oh, this isn't this. No, this isn't mm. a good fit. But you you do the right thing. You play it all the way through. You give them their time. You be positive. You encourage them. And then you let them know, honestly, that they're, they're not a fit. So it's you just it's about being really straightforward. Mm. Uh, and I, I think that's that's a big part of it. And Russ and I and others in the office talk about the sort of gets it quotient. Mm, can mm. you teach that? That's an interesting point. Yeah, yeah. So you can develop it, you can encourage it, you can foster it, but you kind of got to be born with it. There's an and, X factor. Yeah, yeah. And and I'd be a really terrible pharmacist, but <laughs> you know, I make a really good architect. And it's right. it's, it's and it's <laughs> and part of it is there's a social component, and that's why I do the kind of architecture we do. At Witten Architects, we do, we design houses. Mm -hmm. This is a really personal experience, and yeah. so part of the beginning is getting to know and really enjoy those people. And we'll invest a, a, a lot of time before we have that client on board because mm -hmm. we want to pick a client that's a good fit for us. And we we try to be as 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 I did reviewing your work, looking at your work for the first time. Be be really open about it and straightforward about it mm -hmm. and appreciative, you know? Um, so, so it's, you know, architecture is for a family. You're designing a house for them. It's, it's huge. It's huge. It's a lot of resources get wrapped in it. A lot of personal energy. And one client described it as headspace. Um, I completely get that. And I enjoy that. That, that And I, I want other people to enjoy that. And we empower everybody in the office. So mm. if, We've someone's reached out to us. We've had a preliminary conversation. We've gotten some site information. We've started to do our homework. We look at our roster and we think, where does this fit? Who's a good fit for this project? And so we all become matchmakers to a certain extent. So, right. Um, and, you know, as, as we, as we get to know the client, I always say I'm a terrible mind reader in the <laughs> beginning. I am, I'm really terrible, but by the end, I'm pretty good right? because we got to know, them, you know, I think and that I, applies to marriage too. I'm getting better at mind reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm not going there. So, one thing I, I'd like to hear from from your thought process yeah. is is how you've structured and guided your business because yeah. you don't seem to me as a big business mogul 
type, like a desire for that as much as the, the thing I, I've pulled away from being, uh, watching you conduct yourself and being in your presence and the feeling around being around mm-hmm. you is this, is this feeling of balance and not out of, not overly, uh, stressed, not overly risked, but, uh, yeah. wisely moving forward. Why, why not stay a sole proprietor doing one job at a time as yourself? Why not? Why did you choose to grow your business at all? And why did you choose to not try and make it a huge thing? Why, right. why did you pick the, the gradient where you landed? Yeah. I enjoy working with people. I enjoy talent. I enjoy the discussion back and forth. It's a dialogue that takes at least two, you know, um, I think that's really important. And we have an open studio environment and we do pin-up crits and everybody, whether I pin up or an intern pins up and everybody comments and participates in that. And we usually pin up when you sort of get to a spot where like something's just not right yet. And mm. I don't know what it is. I, I can circle it a little bit more and keep trying, keep trying. And this is anybody. Or... Let's let's throw it open. Let's let's see what other people see here. Let's see what, what other possibilities are. So that that makes you have a much broader design base, mm. um, and I think that's that's what's really enjoyable. I mean, all the projects we do, they're all different. They're all really driven by the client and the client's spatial needs, and also the client's site. And so, and everybody. Athlete and Architects brings different things to the project. So we're not all the same. We're not all the same cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. So one guy absolutely loves detailing wall sections and thinking about where the smart vapor barrier is and where the right. water resistant right. barrier is and where the dew point's occurring. And someone else is really excited by the way the stairs designed. It's a piece of sculpture. Someone else is really excited by the lighting. Someone else is really excited by how the building is sited and engaged into the landscape. So, um, and we're generalists, so having a bigger, bigger base like that with with a few more people mm-hmm. really helps. Um, and it's the office has got more than just the personnel in the office, but we have developed contacts. It's like you, you photograph our work. It's really important that we know what we want out of something, but then you come and you bring something more. So we we encourage that. So mm. the same thing with Al Putnam, who's our structural engineer, or some of the landscape architects we work with. And we work with three or four different landscape architects. And again, we encourage the client to reach out really early in the process. And we'll give them a list of landscape architects we think would be a good fit for them in their project, but it's really a personal process. And mm-hmm. oftentimes that landscape relationship goes on for 20 years because you know it's a dynamic, yeah, we're yeah. bricks and mortar guys, if you will. Um, so, it's, so it's fun to have grown over the, the last, I started the practice in 1986 with one person uh, who was then going through architecture school, recently married, soon had a young family, and she went on and has a practice in Ellsworth, which is really cool. You know, so I, I, I like that. That's the sense that you, you kind of give something back and, and share with others. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, that's part of the, again, the dialogue, the back and forth. So we, we work as a team on projects all the time. And it's, um, it seems to be, it just seems like a nice natural way to do things with a family. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it's, it's worked out for us And why, why are we the size we are? There's two principles It's Russ and myself. Um, we have two associates that was something new that we developed. They're coming on. Um, and we have project architects as well. And, um, I can manage the office, run an office, sort of keep tabs on everything um, by keeping the door open and now using some technology like Slack and things like that. Right. So, you, so you're constantly engaged with the projects and what's going on. Um, and you sort of, I think as a principal, you kind of step in when it's needed and you step back out when you're not needed quite so much and it lets other people grow. Mm. So that's, that's, that's really kind of fun. So there's a, there's a weird, uh, um, emotional, psychological, psychological trajectory in 
monetizing the creative process that yeah. I've interacted with. Yeah. And I'd like to try and describe what I'm going through to see if it, uh -huh. if it touches on anything that you've experienced in your life and you could give me any advice on, on like, oh, that's this. And I dealt with it that way. Or I, I have no clue what you're talking about, Trent. This is weird. So <laughs> the, the uh, clarification question or. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to wait and hear okay. what, you, what so, the ask is. <laughs> so like I said, like when I first came to your studio and showed my portfolio, you were at that point, you were dealing with a photographer that could not articulate what they were doing and how they did it, yeah. but had some subjective knowledge of how to interact with something and create something that was of interest and how to spot uh -huh. those. I feel like when I enter a room, I feel like a key working with a lock that as I move around the room, oh, yeah. it's like the keys going in and going in. And then you feel that last tumbler click in and the lock yeah. turns is like, there's the comp there's the composition. Uh -huh. There uh -huh. it is. I feel it. And, and it's a subjective thing. Um, now when I first started out, mm -hmm. I could charge way less because I was un unknown and un I was not substantial at you that. You got to start. You got to start now. The thing that you get paid with at the beginning is the fulfillment through the deeply creative process. Yeah. I had not been able to take that process of walking around that room like a lock and key. And so there's more feedback emotionally in that experience yeah. because I'm exploring it. And right. my personality feeds off of that. After I do that long enough, I then become able to just simply enter a room Boom, here it is. No, we don't need to talk about this anymore. We can if you want. You're paying the bill, but I'm telling you, this is it. There's right. much more so effectiveness and, in, and an exactitude, if that's the right word, that I can do it and I can do it quicker and I can do it better. So you've become more valuable. I get more money. You've become more valuable. But the return on my creative process is less. I don't feel the same emotional return ah. because I'm doing a technical job at that point because I've transferred it from an emotional subjective process mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. into something that I can objectify and say, I will execute on that every time because I've done this over 10,000 times and I know how to do it. I'm doing mm -hmm. something that I know how to do rather than acting more deeply creative. Mm -hmm. So I get paid more, but there's less of a return in the emotional creative process. Now, at this point in my career, I'm, I'm at the peak. I really know what I'm doing. Yeah. And from here to, to improve. And you've got people knocking on the door, which is Yeah, great. I've got you. people knocking on the door. Now I have to choose, do I wanna to continue to do this as a sole proprietor working creatively that the creative return, if I continue mm -hmm. to do it as I'm doing right now, will diminish over time. Yeah. Naturally, my interest and abilities over time will also diminish if, if, I'm, if I don't figure out something to pay myself creatively outside of that to feed me yeah. because so, I'm, I'm, I primarily went into this because I knew I could enjoy it. Yeah. But if I lose that creative enjoyment, then the, my ability to secure financial increase through it is lost. So at this point, I think what I understand how people work through this is that they turn and they start to transfer that knowledge of what I know now yeah. into someone else who can come up behind me. If, yeah if I can take the spotlight off of me enough yeah. to share that spotlight with others. And I think that's what I see happening with you in a way. I don't know that you burnt out creatively, but there's this <laughs> idea to say, yeah. I've learned something yeah. Yeah. and passing it on is probably my biggest gift as far as in accordance to the talent that I have and being able to guide someone else coming up into that. Yeah. You're talking about mentoring. In, yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, and teaching. And that's, it's really, so I, I completely get what you're talking about because you sort of start as a player to use a sports analogy and then you become a player coach and then you become a coach player and then you just become a coach. Mm. So I think that's a kind of a wonderful transition. Um, and the, the, so you have a bigger team, so you have more people to share with there are different levels of development in their career. Like we're always trying to bring people up through um, so that, you know, Russ started 15 years ago, you know. He was a registered architect and he was really talented, but we've had others that have kind of blossomed and come along in their time. Um, 
And that's really, that's really exciting to watch. That's really exciting. And then sometimes it's time for them to go and they go off and start their own thing. And that's cool too, because it ideally, they've learned some things, they'll continue to learn things. And if they're good and talented, the whole standard has risen in the community. So right. they're, they're not competitors per se, but they're helping set the bar a little higher, which is cool, which mm. is really cool. And um, did you... But you're also... This gets into the whole creative process and also we're providing a service. I'd love to hear as much as you can say about creative process and providing service because that's that's something that I'm I I don't quite know how to articulate. Yeah. So someone so you go photograph a space and you see something that maybe the creator of that space didn't see or maybe the occupant didn't see, and hopefully they'll never look at it the same after they've seen your your image, your 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 vision of it. Mm -hmm. And that's that's really cool. So when you describe coming into a room and a key with tumblers, that's the way we feel when we get on a site for the first time. Mm. So, cause the site is like, boy, you want all your senses working. You know, you're, you're hearing the birds, you're smelling the tang from the marsh, you're walking over uneven ground, you're feeling the sun at your back, you're feeling the wind. I mean, there's just tons of information. And, but the other thing that's cool is you're meeting there usually for the first time with a potential client and they own this property and you want their narrative. Why this, why, tell us about the site. Tell us what you see. Tell us what your family feels. Tell us why you love it so much. And um, that experience is really cool. And it's, it, again, you sort of, all your senses are kind of really on vibrate and we will have done our homework before we got there. So if it's a coastal site or a lake site, we will have looked at wetlands and floodplains and, um, topography and whether it's a coastal bluff and unstable. So a lot of the time we're taking our technical information that we can do in an office, which is a little drier. And it, your ability to process that is based on experience, having done a, a fair amount and having been on many sites. And then you go to a site and you're like, okay, I have it in the abstract, which is this kind of like this abstract game board with all the rules and all right. the, the pitches and slopes and wetlands and setbacks all and, the things that are kind of pinned yeah yeah now where can we move but now it's like wow what's the sensation the site has and um it's it's really and then you try to impart what you're learning from the site to the client you mm. share that and you also find out that starts to be your dialogue with the client with the the site is the subject because mm -hmm. that's 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 something in a sense where we have expertise and they bought it, um, they own it. Maybe it's been in the family for a hundred years, who knows? But so there's, there's, they have a kinship and a relationship to it. And you're trying to figure that out at the same time you're trying to sort of suss out what it is. And so you've done sort of a technical overlay before you get there, so you've done your homework. And now you can kind of sort of quite honestly drop your shoulders a little bit, relax a little bit and try to, Try to get it, you know, mm. and we, we different times a day, different times a year. It's it's the sites are different and dynamic. So that's, right. that's really cool. And so we we try to share that. And if we went in and said, this is the spot, this is where the house goes. Boom. That precludes tons of process. And we would rather go through that process. It's a very subtle, nuanced yeah. uh, experience. And often, oftentimes an owner says, this is the I think this is the best spot in the site. And you stand on the best spot in the site and you say, then let's put the house beside it. So the best spot will still be the best spot and the house can share it and it can relate to the house. And you know what? You've still got the best part of the site. Right. And they look at us like some get it and some think we're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's just, uh, I, I think that that social human part, and it's why we do what we do. If I was, you know, knocking out shopping malls or something, it'd be a very different experience for me architecturally. Yeah, it, it's a it's it, at that point it comes down to a numbers. Yeah, you know, it's that, like does this make sense? Yeah, yeah. But for us, there's a huge there's a a service and a design and also this sort of I don't know is it cognitive skills? I don't know what it is, but it's something that uh, and sometimes the site doesn't speak to you right away. Well, you know, I mean, it's a it's an artistry. It, yeah, there there's a there's an artistry in there that you have to perceive 
the feeling of a space, which is you cannot objectify that other than in the way that you objectify it for living there. Yeah. You, you yeah. turn it into a machine for living, but you, you have to at some point be highly experienced to be able to just sense these things and, and, and reduce down the options to the yeah, best but, thing. Yeah. But they're also really, they're really strong components. Like, um, one of the first things you do is where's north, where's south? Mm. You know, what's the exposure? The sun is the most powerful tool we've got. I mean, you're in the lighting game. Come on. Yeah. You know, it's just huge. And and it's usually the sun is a friend. We're in a cold, northern, yeah. damp world. So the sun is your friend. Um, and so you, you play with it and you think, well, it rises over there. It sets over there. Um, and then you say, what's the shape of the land? How does, the, how does this light from this sun interact with the surface of the earth and and in its shape and then that leads to drainage and mm -hmm. then that leads to the plant materials that are on the site so if we go, come onto a site and it's full of alders and hemlocks and and maples we go oh this is a wet one but if we if it's got you know white oaks and big white pines and we go oh this is nice and dry and well drained great this is a this is a this is a preferred site from just a what are we dealing with um and of course Probably the client didn't know this, you know, they just know it's kind of wet over there in the spring. But we're, we're looking at it and thinking, wow, we gotta, we got to figure out a way to manage this. And yet it could also be a resource and an asset, you know, it could be a nice feature. And so it's, it's and then you, you get into the sort of the, the things that also influence you on the site, whether it's a right of way that might go right to where you want your, your view, which is another Right. thing you're looking at so it's all these things but you kind of develop in time i think a hierarchy which is what you're suggesting of things that influence you and like we we must we must appreciate this first and then this is secondary this is tertiary and then if we can get this too well that's great but it's not essential you know mm. um so it's 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 and again, you're you're dealing with a family that's also given you a program. This is how they want to live. This is their lifestyle. They may say, you know, I, I just want you know, ferns and huckleberries and tall white pine trees, and I don't want I don't want to ever cut a lawn. And someone else says, I love mm. perennials and I want to have a beautiful garden space. And you're going, like, boy, they're going to need six hours of sunlight. Where am I going to find that on this right, site? You right. know, or like, ooh, <laughs> you know, it's just it's just you know, and and you just you're trying to make be that matchmaker with this family, their program, and this site. And then there's always, too, the, the uh, as you were talking about money earlier, you were saying, what's, you know, what resources are they bringing to this? What, 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 what can we do with what they have? Yeah, you know, how and, creative do we have and to And how be? much value can we get? And ideally, we're charging for our services, so at the end of the day, we better add some value. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. so ideally, at the end of the day, it it looks like that's the only house you could have put here. That's the only way it would have fit that well, and you know, it it looks effortless, you know. And and we've worked our yeah our tails yeah, off to get a lot there. of effort. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> now exactly. you had you had said something earlier about the creative process, or or about excuse me, your personality. That, that this is a question I generally ask most everyone I talk to. Oh, in this way that um, you you approach things and saying, uh, studying it, how could I potentially make this better? And then yeah. there are some other things. But the idea of how could I potentially make this better is one that I'm I constantly embrace in every way, which can become very difficult for other people to be around because I look at everything with, OK, but this could be better. OK, yeah. but this could be better. How did you learn when and how to turn that off to allow people who don't think in the same way to not be under that, specifically if your spouse? Because mm -hmm. that's where it comes down to like, oh, my goodness, you think like this all the time. It's like you don't. I, right, you, right, you, right, right. You know, yeah, which, yeah. you know, maybe your spouse thinks like that, too, and they can join in. Maybe yeah. they don't. Typically, opposites attract. So how have you run into that? And you have the smile divulges that maybe you have. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, first off, we, okay, by and large, I'd like to think our clients are successful, well-adjusted people and they're individuals. Successful at least. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, financially, and they have something working for them yeah. as a couple, mm -hmm. and they wouldn't be taking on a house unless there was some basic level of consensus and understanding and uh, mutual respect. Do you sometimes sense that that's not on the same page and avoid them as clients potentially? Well, yeah, to that point, we're very fortunate. We've got a wonderful body of work as an office that attracts a broad range of people. I've contended since I started, if you have an unhappy person, fundamentally unhappy, I don't know why, mm -hmm. they, they will remain. We don't change people. We can accommodate them, but we can't change them. So mm. we would rather not have an unhappy client. Mm. I'm serious, <laughs> right from the get-go. 100% agree with you. Yeah, so, so we try, as we're looking at floodplains and topography and solar sun angles, we're trying to say, is this a good fit for us? You know, because we're going to be really involved and it is a bit of a social contract. Yeah, we're designing yeah. a house for this family. They're going to, so this 24 7, 365. I mean, you know, and you're right. People bring different values and different things. Um, and so uh, I think it's about communication. And Right in the first meeting, we usually say something like, well, we don't keep score. You know, just we just don't, you know. You know, and ideally, they all have their levels of experience and expertise and things that are of interest to them. And so that's where they, their energy goes. And you can work with that. Um, and two, they've been attracted to us. They've gone to our website, we have this wonderful catalog now. That's one of the nice things about being in practice for a while. There's a lot of stuff there. Yeah. And so you see, so what attracts you? What brought you to us? Mm. Um, are there some projects you don't like? You know, um, and it's just, again, hopefully it's a somewhat of a self-selection process. So we end up with a, a happy client whose face are aligned with ours and we can have a really delightful and positive design experience together. Now, now I'm asking from a little bit more so of personal ah. experience as well, because okay. I've had to, my wife and I, she's very much more uh, able to appreciate everything that is and enjoy it. Yeah. I look at everything that yeah. is and I critically think about it and see how I could improve it. Yeah. No matter what the situation, which can be difficult for some people. I've, have you been able to sense that in your life or were you just more talented at naturally knowing when to shut up than me? Well, this is terrifying, but um, we will have this summer our 53rd anniversary. Oh, wow. So I've been married a long time. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And you guys, you guys intentionally take time off together and go do really nice things yeah, together. Yeah. And that I mean, that's another thing that I took yeah. inspiration from, from you, by the way. Okay. And I appreciate that. Well, that, that's manifest in what we do every fall. You know, my yeah. summers are sort yeah. of for sale, unfortunately. And so in the fall, <laughs> in the fall, come mid-September, we go off and we go on these self-guided walking tours. And my wife, the editor, publisher of writes and I get to illustrate. And sometimes I illustrate first and she has to fill in the words around the image or sometimes she leaves me a, a, a block of space and I, okay, I'll put a subject in there. Oh, so you guys are creating something when you go on these trips. Yeah. I didn't know, yeah. I didn't even yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah, so you get, we get back and we've got this really cute little book oh, you know, wow. that's double-sided. One side's sort of hot press, one side's somewhat cold press given the nature of the paper. And uh, we draw a little map on the front after we've done, done our walk. And uh, there it is. You know? Do you sell these as recommendations to other people? Or is it just for a personal thing? Well, the, the outfit we walk with, which is Alternative Travel Group out of Oxford, England, they, they curate the trip and the walk. So it, we love to walk in Italy because it's warm and it's dry and it's got 3,000 years of culture and architecture. For so not Maine in January. No, no. That, that's got its own merit. Yep. But so we do that. And um, they sometimes will take some of our images and put them in their newsletter. But it's fun. It's a lot of fun. But it's you a guys are essentially creating something that you have as a memory from each of those yeah, trips. Yeah, because two years from now, I can't tell you what the name of that little town was. Right. <laughs> San Gimignano. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so we, we go to San Gimignano. You know, we stay at the White Lion, we look at this, we look at that, we go up in a few towers, and then we walk 
leaving San Gimignano behind until the towers disappear. Oh, that's so great. That's really fun. I Just the other two days ago, I walked from our house in to get my truck that was getting some stuff done yep. to it. I just walked eight miles to go get my truck. And it was just such a nice afternoon. Yeah. Two and a half hours of just, you know. Well, to to that end, your senses were heightened by your walking and you're going three miles an hour, which is kind of the way we evolved. Mm. You know, that's how we've gotten to here. And your senses, your hearing, your sight, your sense of smell, everything just is enriched by oh, yeah. not being in a car or not sitting in front of a computer screen. Right. Um, so that's that. And that's one of the reasons we love these walks. Um, because we walk on a Roman road here, here we're on an old goat path, here we're through the olive groves, here we're up into the oaks and chestnuts. I mean, here we're down to the little village. It's really kind of wonderful. And these are ultimately sustainable communities. Right. I mean, right. they've been there building yeah. with a local stone and the local clay that makes the roof tile and the local oak that makes the beam. And I mean, and they're siting it really carefully. And, and they're, they're insanely beautiful. Yeah, because they, they, they speak to us, mm. all those senses. And, and this is, you know, it's just, well, anyway, we're, we digress. But so there's two people. She's the Capricorn. I'm the Piscean. I'm the fish. You know, we're two, couldn't be more diametrically opposed, you know. And yet we get, we get together on things like that. That's yeah. What, so. um, another question I have that's, that pulls from your uh, experience and, and you, you have one son? One son. One exactly. son. And he's also an architect. Trained as an architect. Trained as an architect. Um, I, have, uh, I have two sons. The younger one is really into photography. Mm -hmm. Really into photography. Cool. And he's only 11. Cool. And I'd love the opportunity for him to someday, you know, move into what I'm doing if he wants. Yeah. But it, it's absolutely, I know more than anything, you should never pressure a child into especially in this day and age where you can right. simply choose what you want to do and aim at it. Um, it's not a family farm situation where, you know, we have to strive to survive. It's, yeah. there's a yeah. capability yeah. here. Yeah. Um, I don't want to push him into what I'm doing by any right. sense or need to take over my business. Uh, I do need to have a sense of the trajectory of the business as we already kind of talked about that I want to develop. But in, in relation to raising a a son specifically that's yeah. looking at dad doing something that they yeah. like to do. How do you manage the expectations and that relationship and the potential for, yeah, you could come and do what I do, but your son has chosen to do it from, from somewhere else in a little bit different way than you. And he's yeah. not necessarily coming in and taking over what dad does. How did that, um, as much as you're willing to share, how did that situation become that and not you will take over my business and that, XYZ. Yeah. Well, first off, we, he and I did a lot of things together. So we used to sail together. We used to race a sailboat together. Um, we rode a tandem bicycle 300 miles across Maine. You know, oh, we, wow, cool. you know we did a lot of hiking together um, and we built things together. And um, we're different people, but we have this, obviously, this great kinship. And he, <laughs> he went into the architecture program because he he went to Northeastern, which has a very good program. And he was sitting in a survey course. And he said, I've been there. I've been to that temple or that church or that village or that town. And he, he suddenly realized, and then someone would ask him a question about it. And he would then articulate it. And he realized that he was, he had a skill set, you know. And he, he also he's more of a builder and less of a designer, which mm -hmm. I think is a fine thing. And one of the early childcare comments was, well, that whatever Denny builds stays built. In other words, he, he has mm. this inherent sense of making things yeah. um, and making them durable. And so he's, he's working now doing uh, the development of wet labs in greater Boston area. So he comes into a building, new old, and is assessing it immediately, you know, can we get all of our equipment in here? How does this work? How does it work with the zoning? Is this a good financial investment for my mm -hmm. investors and all that? So he's he's actually hiring the architects and putting the teams together. Oh wow! But he's he's using that architecture background. Ah. So so he's as a friend of mine says, he's working a lot closer to the money than the architect is. 
So, yeah. so he's actually being, in some respects, from the overall totality of the project, being more influential. Yeah, yeah, um, um, a very early on guiding hand. Yeah, in a way. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's, and I asked him about was he interested in my business, and this was probably when he was. So right out of school, actually he was recruited by Raphael Vignoli in New York. So he worked mm. for one of the star architects, um, and he really enjoyed that. They worked him to the bone. There were, there were no middle-aged people in that office. They were either young or they were old. The middle-aged people that needed to have a life, to have families or to have partners, they didn't fit. So that's okay. <laughs> and then, then he worked for uh, SOM, Skip Maurice and Merrill, and he spent a lot of time in Saudi Arabia. Oh, wow. uh, so he, he's had these really interesting experiences quite beyond Maine yeah, you know, for yeah. a kid that grew up in Maine. And so I said, are you interested in what I do? And he says, dad, you have a good life, but I want to do something different. Right. And that was the nicest, the nicest thing he could have said. Right, he was right. clear about his interests and he complimented me, which was nice of him. You know? right. so, well, there's, I think you probably gifted him with a lot of self-awareness and no, no pressure like, son, you need to, you need to mirror me. No. There, he didn't have that yeah. like, dad, I love you. I know you love me. And yeah. that life that you have works great for you. I have a little bit different dream and this is kind of what it, fine. Exactly. Yeah, great. Exactly. Love exactly. you. Love you. All right. See you next week or yeah. whatever. Yeah. 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 That, uh, so, so we, we, as I said, there's this strong kinship, but we're also two individuals. Right. So right. That's, that's kind of fun. Huh? Yeah. That, um, so with your son, have him tag along. Get him to lug the equipment, set up the lights, oh, yeah. find oh. the power source, clean the windows, get the screens down, all the, <laughs> all the, all the stuff that needs to be done. But, you really want to do this? <laughs> well, yeah. This, and then if he's really excited about it or sees it, that's cool. And if, and if he says, yeah, I, I learned a lot, thanks. I'm going to go, you know. Right. Well, I mean, he's 11 and I was talking to him about it just a little bit last yeah. week. I was like, you could choose to do what I do someday if you want, buddy. Right. And he's like, I don't know. I really like nature but you, photography. But you started on a different path, though. You, sta did, you started yeah. in architecture. Yeah. And, and I honestly don't think I'd be doing what I'm doing now or as successful as I am if I had gone any other route. Yeah. Uh, my creative attention span uh, is difficult to positively maintain in an architectural workplace setting mm -hmm. that takes as much of a trajectory of time from beginning to end. Oh, I, I would, I completely understand. I that. would just kind of crumble over time with the length of those things. And when photography came around, I had taken a swing at architecture for about three years and it was just, I was just simply burning out and the relationships that I was in mm -hmm. to run the business were difficult between Caleb and I. Yeah. We made great friends, but Caleb definitely needs to be the own captain of a ship. Yeah. And I need to as well, but I also don't want many people to have to manage in that ship. I, it's kind of a solo sailor in a degree. So you were asking about the team mm. earlier, and you were just talking about length, the arc of a project in a sense. So we're, a client moved in last month. We're punch listing the house now. It's a very ambitious project. That project had a four-year arc. I couldn't have done that. I, 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 I'm, I'm sort of, what am I? Am I a 20-week guy? You know, I don't know what it is. There's, there's something about you get stimulated by the next idea. Exactly. And that's kind of what I and think okay. I was saying earlier okay. is that you're as fed long off as you've of got, that creativity. As long as you've got someone else who's part of the team who can play the long yeah, arc. Yeah, yeah, And, you know, you know about shop drawings because you were an architect for a while. So the guy who's going to do the shop drawings, if the phone's ringing, you can't do the shop drawings because you just got to really focus and yep. play that through. You got to crawl in that building, have it surround you completely and make sure everything, you've got to build it in your head. You've built it on paper. You've built it on a screen. Now you're building it in your head and you're seeing all these component parts do they all marry and go together? Right. Um, and as I say that, if you're getting someone's banging on you every 10 to 20 minutes, you're just not going to have. Yeah. That's, that's, that's so, so I guess as you get old, as you develop and you develop a career, you develop in self-knowledge and self-awareness. And so I there's a part of me that said, I need some people that are good for the longer arc. You right. Know, right. Who can just 
be steady at it. You know? Here's another thing I've, I've noticed so, with you that I admire. This is just going to be a grid, great charge up for you for the rest of the day. But yeah, okay. Um, without coffee. That's without nice. coffee. <laughs> yeah, I should have. Uh, no, we don't have any. I, oh, sorry. None that's to okay. offer. Um, you're going on no coffee today? Morning. morning. I have my little mocha coffee maker okay, in the morning. Okay. Oh, do you have the little, the little, yeah, the the little I yeah, love. Those them. are spectacular. Mm, good. I, I have a hard time not playing with the little release valve though on the side. I'm <laughs> I just hope it works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's certain people I've worked with that in shooting their projects, they kind of are in front of you saying, I want you to do this. I want you to do that. And I want you, and I have a vision for, it, and I want to, and then there's other people that stand back and say, no, no, wait, watch, watch, just watch what he does. And there's that, like when working with you and a few other people, mm -hmm. there's this uh, ability to say, we've done what we do really well. And now we're bringing in this person and, and to a degree, yeah, we, we want to capture this room, Trent, see what you get. And there's this feeling of the client steps back and it's almost as they're whispering to whoever else is with them, just watch, watch this. But you also ask what we want out of this. Yes, of yeah. course. Yeah. But so, there's that so, degree that you express in stepping back yeah. and saying, this person that I just brought on, yeah. there's talent here that I cannot produce. Right. Watch this. Just watch right. it. Right. And in those moments, there's a there's a strong degree of communication. But mm -hmm. then there's that moment of, of liftoff that's like, he's going to make it even better. And well, that, those people, when they do that, it, it, it makes me, anyways, it makes me double down and say, yeah. oh, they have a lot of confidence yeah. in me. Yeah. I better make yeah. sure I nail this. Yeah. The, yeah. Where it's, the other clients that are dragging you there, yeah. it's like, okay, this is what you want. All right. We, all right. Then we got it. Set us, set us to rights if we do the wrong thing. But, but it, <laughs> You just touched on something that, again, as we're sort of interviewing with a potential client. And ideally, we want someone who believes in hiring good people and letting them do their job. Right. With, with respect, with engagement, we don't want them hands off. We want them totally involved. But when they turn to us and say, what do you think? They're going to get what we think. Right. Not what they think, what we think they think. We're going to say they're going to get what we think. Right. And I think that's... And that, that evolves and develops over the course of a design and a design process. And they, when they turn to you and say, what do you think? That's it. You know, that's, that's, that's like your perfect shot. It's like they value your judgment. They respect it. They have a question. They're engaged. That's why they're asking the question. That's the best. That's absolutely the best. Hmm. The, other, the other thing that's really fun about what we do is, is that back to the site again, you've been to the site. You've been there with a client. You've got the program. You're sort of starting to what we call zone the building. Think about, okay, this is the entry sequence because this is where the view is. And this is, we don't want the car messing up. So the car has to be over here. And here's the garden spaces. And here's the topography. And you sort of get it worked up on paper in a very schematic early form. And then you go back to the site. And you've got a few like survey markers or something that give you a framework. And then you can dimension off those mm. and you can then work full scale with the site, full scale as is with sort of saying, laying out the, the concept you have for the design. You say, well, here's the, you know, here's the path. Well, okay. Well, maybe the path would be a little better. And you set it up just as you've drawn it. And then you go, yeah, it'd be better if we pushed it 10 feet over. So then you make a note to self, push it 10 feet over, and then you push it 10 feet over. But you've, you've tested your paper approach, your computer approach, whatever it is, the, the, the abstract. And then you go to the site and you deal with it full scale and real. And that's, and then you, then you go back to the document phase and you move the path that 10 feet and you go, huh? And then, you know, it's just that, that again, that's dialogue back and forth, back right. and forth. And yeah. that's, that's, that's again, really exciting. And I think See, that, that process that you're describing right there, that's really exciting. That's the payment of creativity for me. Yep. And, and there's in that, there's that payment in the early part of your career where you're not making money, but you're, you're making, you're creating. Right. And it's that, you know, 
if you if you were to graph the two and how they change yeah down here you're not getting paid anything but you have to be so creative so the creative fulfillment's up here as you get better you have to limit what you do uh, to to return the high degree of what you get known for to maintain your financial viability and if you're not careful they cross and then yeah then and I, go the other way yeah and also, I think you're talking about finite resources. So the net has to be the same in your model. What do you mean? Finite resources. It's just you. Mm, yeah, it's right, just, right, right. Just right. you and your assistant. Excuse right. me. Uh, he's a whole different process. This oh, I know. This is a 50-50, like I'm on site, and then everything that we mess up, he fixes and then makes the whole thing better. Where I'm going, though, is there's only one of you. Right. So you've only got this much call it resources, call it capital, whatever you want to call it, to, mm -hmm. to play with. And you're saying in the beginning, this much was compensation, this much was fulfillment. Right. And you're saying, un unless I change this equation, I can't, I'm somewhat locked in. Right. So, so I'd like to think that by expanding the resources, which is adding... Adding more talent. Yeah. Yeah, and talent. Um, it gives you an opportunity to be, to continue to be fulfilled. And mm -hmm. maybe right. there's an economy of scale here too. So maybe that, because you're still, you know, it's a business. There's no question about that. You've got to make it work because you've, you know, you've got to pay the heat, the lights, you've got to pay the health insurance, you've got to pay the salary. I mean, you just got to do it. Mm. And that can't diminutize, diminish. Diminize? Dim diminish. Diminish. There we go. The fulfillment, because if it does, now you're just yeah. You, now you're just feeding the machine. Too many people yeah, to yeah. handle, and then you yeah yeah. yeah. So, so that's that's the equation, you know, mm. and that's that's what's fun. And then, but we're making it possible by having Russ become a partner five years ago, and having two guys we've identified. Uh, it could be women as well, but these have, people happen to be guys who we think are going to you know fill in behind Russ and I in a nice way. Mm. So that's, and then as they kind of slide up, there's a space behind them that right, people exactly. who are currently designers or architects, but not really project architects, they can move in right. and do that. So that, that, that ideally, and then we, hopefully we've got our curves working so that we, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the whole game is we want them to be happy. Because yeah. I think I think if if I had a, a difficult client that was complaining about the person who they were working with, I'd try to understand what the problem was. But that client's really valuable. But actually, so is that person in in the office in, oh, in the yeah. studio. I mean, they represent a, a lot of talent, a certain amount of training, and there's a sort of a, if you will, an office culture, an office or studio ethos or something you've they're bought into, and that's really valuable. Mm, that's really right. hugely valuable. Now, uh, another thing I'd like to know about from your experience, um, in bringing on more people, where you solely, essentially, started a create monetizing creativity in your, in your artistic voice, essentially. Because <laughs> you'll have a look, and you'll have a feel to what Rob produces and creates. But then you bring on other people that that are talented, but it does not look like exactly something you'd create. How do you have a brand within a, a creative engine that puts things out that you can allow for, here's a completely different aesthetic of a building, but still very talented, but I started the firm and I do stuff like this. That Is there any conflict that, that, in there? No, yeah, there's huge conflicts. So we don't say that. We don't think that way. Okay. So it's not like my way or the highway. Forget it. No, mm -hmm. that's not right. So, so did you have any internal conflict in that though? I mean, because I'm worried about bringing another photographer on. Sure. Like, oh, what if it doesn't look like what I do and people don't like it? Or what happens if it doesn't look like what I do and they love it? That that would be great. <laughs> but I I feel like only okay. what I do people will love because that's the only experience <laughs> I have, and so yeah. I want to control yeah. other people to do what I do. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, Not that I'll do that, but it you've, leads towards what, the ease you, of... You've shot 10 to 15 of our projects? Oh, more than that. Okay. <laughs> a okay. lot. So can you discern something that's a common thread there? 
They're all different. In your projects? They're all different. They're all good. Well, thank you. But they're all different. There's not a a brand or a way or a unique mm-hmm. characterization there. I think if someone says, what's consistent in all your work? We say, well, it's the inside-outside relationship, you know, that you can here's this terrible climate we live in and, and we want to protect you from it. And yet when it's a beautiful day, we want to get you out there and enjoying making the most of it. Right. So that's, that's the one thing that's consistent across all the, all the work we do. It's just, I think yeah. it's really critical. I, I just feel really strongly about it. Um, and, um, but it, it's, it more than likely reflects the owners in their site rather than a type of architecture that, the Witten Architects Studio is doing. Mm-hmm. So, um, and clients, because they do ask about, well, how would you describe our house? You know, and, and now you're starting to get into that really dangerous style category. Mm. And so we try not to do that. We, we, we really, well, we, it's a house that fits the landscape and it's made with materials that belong in Maine. And, um, you know, we don't, we don't think about style we Mm. just think about the sort of essential character of it Mm -hmm. um and again purpose is it complements the landscape it fits it belongs you know it it doesn't look at all alien and it it, let's say somebody wants you know a house that that is we had a potential client that we didn't work for who said i wanted i want you to design the biggest house we can build on my site in pine point <laughs> and i thought here's this lovely little cottage colony and this guy wants a monster no no thanks because because again i live i think we, we're all booked up <laughs> no 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 you just say I, I don't think i don't think we're a good fit yeah yeah you be honest about it and he says then which is the easy thing who could you recommend so that's a bit of a burden but you know but again fit fit compatibility mm. so and so what so there isn't just this inside outside relationship mm-hmm. and the houses work and they are well detailed and they are high performance low maintenance and quite honestly it takes more money to do it that way oh yeah and it takes more time the and that's that's we don't want to ever sell that short you know that, an interesting thing that you just outlined that i've I feel like that I think there's a great thing in then in that when someone can outline something that you already knew but were never ever able to really say, okay. they've connected on something, right? So you said, you know, we're making, and I'll paraphrase, but we're we're making houses in in a incredibly as today, a punishing environment right. that can be so incredibly great and so incredibly harsh. Yeah. And you have to accommodate both the living within the horrible and take advantage of the great. Mm-hmm. And to be open and, and understand that from the beginning makes a consistency that now I see in all your buildings. Like if you had to be shut into any Witten building for, you know, a couple days because the weather was horrible, they've accommodated that. And it's great. Oh, and you. then as soon as the weather is great, you're outside and you're interacting and yeah. moving between spaces. And, and hopefully it's really painless. The doors yeah. slide open and you're out there. You photographed a house of ours on Goose Rocks Beach. Mm. It had a nice porch. And and that porch had a roof on it. So that porch came at the expense of conditioned living space. We were working with all these non-compliant conditions of the preceding house. So, so for our client, we said, we're going to, we're going to give you, it's probably 24 feet long and nine feet. We're going to take that from Mm -hmm. what you could build in conditioned living space and make it, make it an outside living space, write off all your other living spaces and relate to the beach and relate to the lawn and all the other things that it does. And that's the most valuable space in the house. Yeah. And it was a client that uses the house four seasons, but it's principally a summer house. So that was, and if, as we go up and down the beach and we looked at the newer houses and you've seen it when the old ones too, where they just fill that porch in, yeah. boom, you've just diminished that experience, that tactile, sensual quality that mm. house had right, that made it right. so livable and, if you will, sustainable because it's a joy to live there. Right. So it's just, so we just really care about that. We're, we'll always lobby for that, you know. <laughs> um, 
Uh, one of one of the last things I'll try and extract from you on this okay. on this lovely, I'm obviously lovely a day. tough customer. <laughs> no, I I love being able to get uh, information and experience from someone who's done it for so long and done it right and is in a situation that I would like to see myself in, at a place where you're not run down by your business. Yep, and you have enough life to have. Uh, meaningful connections from my position. It seems like you have meaningful connections with your family and, and those that you work with and that you enjoy what you do. So yeah, I really appreciate you taking the time to come sure. here and in your, you know, in business practices, you're one of the people that I really look up to. And I really appreciate that. Um, there, there's an interesting creativity that you have to overlay over your, your client's a program essentially all of their desires wants mm -hmm. issues needs you then have to put your creativity over top of that and make something of that and i come in and i lay my creativity over someone else's creativity mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's a there's an interesting interaction in there that that i found my voice as an architectural photographer that i aim towards a very light footprint uh, as far as mm -hmm. my creativity, my creativity when working as an architectural photographer is to have the final aim of that image to say, what an amazing piece of architecture, right. not what an amazing photograph. Right. So you, you, you don't want it to say Trent Bell photograph. No, no. I want like the second conversation to be, that is a really great photograph of that. What is that? You know, but the first thing has to be not my trickery or creating like lights here, lights there, this and that, and the editing and like woo, there, it has to be very, very subtle because it's, it's kind of like putting too much hot sauce on a great, uh, on yeah. a great entree. We, you know? we, we, well, we understand that completely because, because we want 25 great ideas from a client. And then mm. we're, we say, we're going to be the editor. You can't have 25 great things happen in this because it would be chaos. And we talk about the do-it-yourself Sunday, you know, the, just, you know, restraint is really important and editing is really important. So we want to end up with five ideas that really complement each other and afford opportunities for other things, but they're not in conflict. Mm. But, but we need to know about the 25. So we have to have the, we lay it wide open. It's a wish list, put it out there. You, the kids, the in-laws that are going to stay in the guest quarters, whatever it amounts to get it all out there. And then we also ask for a reality list, which is constraints, which is usually budget and time and physical things like side yard setbacks and rear yard setbacks and percentage lot coverage and all the other things that hopefully at the end of the day are never apparent. Right. <laughs> um, right. And then we, we use those to help us make decisions after we've made all kind of embrace the site because that, and so, so we, we want to be a light footprint too. We don't want it to be boom. This yeah. is, you know, and I think if, sure, we've got a wonderful catalog of buildings we've done over the years. We've got a wonderful catalog of, of drawings and details and methodologies. And whether it's working with Al Putnam or working with Building Science Corp or working with Ripcord for HVAC. I mean, we have this, these resources Every project is still different. And each, each, the previous projects can inform the current project, but they're, they inform, but they don't influence. Is that safe to yeah, say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's semantics, but you know. No, yeah, they, yeah, because you, you don't want the next building to simply look like the last one. Right. But like the lessons learned from one, totally. Yeah, always learning. I mean, we're not, you know, it's, you could say we're like sharks. If we stop learning, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, Rob, I appreciate so much, especially on a day like today. And by the way, I moved our shoot or our uh, conversation today because I wanted to not miss the first day skiing with my kids. Oh, that's and, great. And I figured of anyone that I know who yeah. wouldn't be offended by that no, would be you. No, that, yeah. This guy, you did helicopter skiing sure. up till your mid 60s easily. Yeah. Well, yeah, I took a big digger in my early 60s and that, right, ended, but that ended things. You you had this this thing and that you understood fed you yeah in a way and yeah. and there's 
there I've, I've always sensed like you you could tell like you had that thing in your life that that fed you yeah. and i think you would you would comment and and talk to me about surfing in the same way mm-hmm. and i could understand how yeah. that fed yeah. and just have oh, man we had such an incredible good bonding wonderful time like yeah. the whole family went and it was the first time my kids were actually able to they just go down the mountain and have a blast right. just and it's just to, to see just them ski both it. yeah yeah. Just, that, yeah that's pretty cool it was so fun. That is fun. That is really fun. Yeah, so thank you for your flexibility. Sure, sure. Sorry to ask you to come out on a day like oh, this. Oh, no. This is a nice, dirty day. Nice. <laughs> you yeah. know, Typical so. Maine day. Yeah. So. Well, you know, it. Uh, this is also accountability. This is going to happen. I mean, we have a house under construction right now at the north end of Scarborough Beach. Faces oh. due east, and it's on a bluff. And it's, it's, it's way above the floodplain, but it's just getting pounded. And I've got a really good contractor, and he and I agree that we want the house to be tested early, so if there's an issue, we can get to Nip it. Nip it in the bud. Yeah, yeah. What what stages is it at right now? They're just starting to install some of the hardscape landscape, and they're hanging drywall. Okay, it's but all the exterior in. envelopes in. Almost, <laughs> almost, 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 yeah. almost, and. Um, a, I'm very excited about this house. It's a good house. Um, and it, it does sort of fit that nowhere else but here. This thing really fits and it really makes the most of it, mm. uh, the site. Uh, and at the same time, it's not obtrusive. It's not, you know, taking things from other people. Right. It's, it's right. actually sort of complementing the site. So it's a, it's a fun project. And it's, it's got a good team, a really good team. But it's got it's getting pounded right now. Yeah, it's yeah. We're, I was seeing. I mean, right now the buoy's up in the twenty foot range, and the winds are yeah. up, you know, over sixty gusts and stuff. So yeah. Have you got a big day tomorrow? Potentially, uh, it's yeah. going to drop off really quick. Um, there'll be places today that'll be really interesting to photograph, but I, there won't be anywhere really good for surfing today, other than down down in york a few spots but they're yeah disasters so yeah maybe tomorrow <laughs> my my brother and his daughters are having surfers they live in ipswich so they it's right there on the bar, right in the racks they yeah just, they just go nice yeah nice. yeah so well thank you so much for coming down yeah. had a great great yeah. time really appreciate it thank sure. you sure well you're welcome